The public annuity scheme is one of the options retirees in Hong Kong can choose for investment purposes. There are other financial decisions and challenges retirees encounter. Our listener and retiree, Miss Chow, who used to be a teacher, told Jimmy Lam about some of them. Morning, Miss Chow. When did you retire, and how would you describe your retirement life so far? I retired in two zero one two. Before I retired, I was a teacher at Saint Joseph College from nineteen eighty five to two zero one two. So that was twenty seven years teaching Chinese, Chinese history, and Potonghua. I have three jobs apart from teacher. I have been doing financial advisor in Manulife from nineteen ninety six, and I am also a private tutor, teaching students from other schools. You have a lot of jobs. Yes, <laughs> I would say my retirement so far is okay. And when and when I say retirement, I just left school and I am now still doing my other two jobs. Insurance and tutor, they do not give stable income, but on average financially, I am doing okay. And did you plan your retirement life like any savings target or investment strategy for your retirement? I started to plan retirement in two zero one one in April when I was ill. I went to Hangzhou for a trip. And brought some paperwork to do. So some teachers, teacher、yeah. exam papers exam to, to correct. Paper.、Yeah. Yes, I am marking the paper. Yeah. During the trip, I thought about if I should take a rest to let my body recover. I am afraid I may overwork myself if I continue to do three jobs. And one day I may collapse in the classroom while I am teaching. That is the moment when I thought about retirement, and I eventually retired in two zero one two. That was around five to six years ago. So, do you have a retirement plan back then? Okay, I did not have an investment plan as I believe. As long as I am alive and healthy, I can continue to get some income even after I gave up the full time teacher's job. Or at worst, even if I cannot do my two jobs, my pension should allow me to live and spend for maybe another five to ten years. And now you are in retirement. Although you didn't plan too much, how does the retirement plan work out so far? Okay, I think so far, luckily, it is okay. I still have the two jobs that I have, and I just live in a flat. That I pay off the mortgage already ten years ago. I did not think too much about retirement before, and and my financial planning is doing okay at the moment. And can you tell us briefly about your current financial situation and how are your assets allocated? Oh yes, actually, I just put my income into the annuity scheme that my insurance company provides, and I try not to spend the scheme. The income I'm getting each month, but I put it into the scheme, and that will give me a four point two five percent interest. 
That's a very high interest rate. Yes, very high. And for the pension scheme, I have for my teacher job is still here. I have not used it so far. And very luckily, in the old days when I joined as a teacher in subsidized school, we were in also the scheme is much that better than the MPF scheme because the employee, which is the government in my case, the contribution ratio will increase over the years, like from five percent to ten percent to fifteen percent. So the scheme is quite good. And looking ahead, what are your? Do you have any objectives, and what kind of challenges do you foresee? Mm, okay, I believe as long as I continue to be hardworking and healthy, it will be fine. I do not have a plan to buy another flat, for example, to earn rental income. My aim is to just keep my power to earn money, and I think it will be fine. The challenge for me, I guess, to keep. To be healthy, so I can keep going for my two jobs, as I really enjoy doing them. And because I got ill many years ago, I need to spend around ten thousand or even twelve thousand dollars each month to do some special exercise to keep my health. So I will expect to keep spending this amount of money into my future years, which will eat into my income. That was Money Talk Extra listener and retiree Miss Chow talking to Jimmy Lam. Jimmy spoke to David Bojan, managing director at H Capital, to see what advice he could offer. You have、uh, you've heard of Miss Chow's case, and、yes. what do you make of her financial planning? And do you think her main asset allocation on the annuity scheme is the right decision?、Um, well, without having seen the details of the particular scheme that she has. Um, you know, it's it's difficult for me to give specific advice、uh, and, and comment on that particular scheme.、Um, generally speaking, I must say I'm I'm not a huge fan of annuity-based insurance savings plans, and the reason for that is that、um, if if the objective is is purely investment, then I think that that's what the investor should focus on. You know, finding suitable. Um, products, you know, that the money can be placed into purely for investment purposes. Whereas an insurance-linked annuity-type plan is often wrapped up with life assurance protection,、um, you know, and there are a whole layer of charges in there、uh, as well, which perhaps in in Miss Chow's case are necessary. So, you know, in principle, I'm not convinced that her allocating what might be a large proportion of her Um, spendable income to that type of plan. I'm not convinced that that is necessarily the best thing for her to do. Right, and she she mentioned she's now doing two jobs、yes. to keep getting income. So <coughs> looking ahead,、um, would you advise her to reallocate some of her portion、uh, between the active income versus the passive income, as she may not be able to work, for example, as many hours as she would like to. I think that you know. I mean, obviously, in her case, as she's had some ill health, and、uh, as you say, she may not be able to maintain、um, two jobs,、um, you know, forever. Obviously, having some form of passive income rather than active, where she has to work,、um, you know, would be sensible. But、uh, again, at the end of the day, it depends on what resources she has available to her. So, other than the fact that I know that she owns her own um, home, um, you know, I don't. I don't know how much capital she has. Available to invest, I don't know the value of the,、um, you know, the annuity-based scheme and so on. So, in other words, I don't know what scope she has to 
invest in assets that will generate a passive income for her. Um, a couple of things spring to mind. Um, you, you know, there are stocks available that she could invest in that produce a dividend. Um, you know, that's one option for producing a passive income. Um, there are also investment funds that, that produce uh, dividends as well. Um, one note of caution, though, when uh, you know you invest in an investment fund that produces a dividend, you do need to uh, make sure that, or at least be aware of, 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 of the possibility that the dividends could come from capital rather than from income within the fund itself. Okay, that's quite an important point just to be aware of. Um, so, uh, yeah, so basically in principle, uh, if you can find a source of passive income, that's, that's going to be far better. The traditional uh, local, you could say local Chinese approach to this, of course, is to invest in property, <laughs> uh, you know, and eventually live happily ever after from the rental income without having to do much at all. Right. And health costs is definitely one of the big expenses item for retirees. And Miss Child did mention she needs to spend 10 thousand to twelve thousand each month so uh, what would you advise her or other fellow retirees to do in order to kind of secure enough funding on the health expenditure well um as i understand it you know having having lived here for 25 years uh, at the end of the day the government hospitals are, are there as a, as a sort of a uh, a fallback, uh, you know, scenario. If you have something really nasty uh, happen to you, then they will provide for you. You don't need to be rich or have a fancy medical insurance scheme to take care of yourself in that situation. Um, I'm not sure what Miss Chow is spending her ten, twelve thousand a month on. Sounds quite expensive uh, to me. So I, I don't know what um, you know what alternative she can she can find, if any, to uh, to providing for uh, you know for those needs. Um, what I would say, though, um, and, and it may be a bit late for Ms Chow, is that for others that might be listening, uh, where this might be an issue in the future, um, the sooner you you uh, you know start uh, a private medical insurance policy, if 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 um, you feel that's relevant to you, the better, really, because if you take one out in your younger years, the premiums are going to be much lower, of course. Um, and generally speaking, if you choose the right policy, um, you will be able to take on a policy that is a policy for life. So in other words, if you have uh, significant um, health um, events later on in life, the medical insurer will not be able to cancel the policy. They'll basically cover you for the rest of your life. So, as I said, probably a bit late, uh, late for Miss Chow's case, but I would advise um, you know, but, uh, the possibility of taking out a medical insurance policy early on in life. Right. And lastly, based on your experience, what are the common mistakes uh, retirees make, uh, may make in terms of financial decisions? And what kind of advice would you give to them? Well, uh, I would say that, that many people, not just retirees, probably one of the main mistakes that people make is that they don't plan um, far enough in advance. Um, you know, they're too busy getting on with their lives. Um, Hong Kong in particular is a very, very busy place. Um, you know, one year goes by, another year goes by, the next year, you know, like in my case, 25 years, I'm still here. Um, so time goes quickly. So basically planning well in advance um, is certainly, a, a, you know, a sensible thing to do. Um, I find that retirees... Um, and most of our clients are retirees or coming up to retirement, they, they fall into one or two camps. They either take a fairly speculative approach with their um, money, i.e. they're ducking in and out of shares and they're trying to find the bottom and the top, and, and, and that may or may not work. Or on the other hand, they may be ultra-conservative, and perhaps in the case of Ms. Chow, you know, they're investing in, in, in a sort of a conservative, very steady annuity-type scheme, um, you know, where I think the underlying rate's about 4%. Um, you know, arguably, she could do better than that, possibly. So that may be a bit too conservative for her. 
Um, the other issue, uh, and, and, and this is an issue that, that many people um, are reluctant to, um, uh, to sort of take on board, and that is that as you get older, depending upon your, your family situation, whether you have ch- uh, kids and so on, you know, you should not necessarily be afraid about consuming capital, using up capital, in other words. If you, if you don't have sufficient capital to generate adequate income for the rest of your life, you know, there's nothing wrong if you get to the age of 80, for example, in dipping into some of your capital, unless you have an overwhelming urge to leave it all to your, your children or the cat's home. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, you've got to be a little careful in, in balancing between, you know, you don't want to use all of your capital and end up with nothing, but if you're 80, statistically, we all know that there's a certain period of years that you're likely to live. So, you know, you can do a bit of a balancing act with calculations. So those are pretty much the sort of mistakes that I see, not just retirees, but people in general making. That was David Bojan from H Capital.